Good evening. Welcome back. It's the second edition of Sideline Stories presented to you by These Urban Times and Live Hip Hop Daily TV. We're live at the Live Hip Hop Daily Studios on this beautiful Sunday evening. And as you can see, I'm joined at the desk tonight. I have a companion in crime, as I like to call him. <laughs> Wonderful mind in sports. We do a lot of talking and dialogue outside of the desk. So it was only right that we have him join us at the desk today. He brings the D and DNA. He goes by the name of Don. How you feeling today, sir? How you feeling? I can't complain, It's an honor man. to be here. Oh, no, it's an honor to have you here, good oh, sir. No, you know, no. I, I, I see you all over the road. We run into each other in different cities and states. Now, what does sports. that say about you? What does it say about us? <laughs> what does it say about us? What does it say about us? For our viewers who are unfamiliar with what you do, just briefly let them know who you are and let them know where they can check out your work. Uh, it's DNA Sports Talk. You can find it on all social media uh, outlets, uh, mainly dnasportstalk.com cover all sports, not just basketball, football, baseball, the top three, but anything from golf to NASCAR to um, PGA, tennis, um, bowling. I mean, you name it, we'll cover it. So make sure you check us out Monday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1100 a.m. But all the information is on dnasportstalk.com. Now we're going to dive right into the meat and potatoes. We just recently came back from Phillips Arena. We did. It was the second game of the second game of the weekend for our Atlanta Hawks. They had their home opener on Friday night against Paul Millsap and the Denver Nuggets. They lost that game 105 to 100. And then tonight it was a tough loss as well. Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks came into town and they walked away with a 117 to 106 victory. So we're going to dive in and break down the numbers in a little while. But before we do that, we got we got to talk about these the Hawks first two home games. So let me ask you, uh, is, we're, we're 0-2 so far to start the season off at home. At home, right. Uh, th- th- overall for the season, we're 1-6. Our only win came on the road in, uh-huh. in Dallas against the Dallas Mavericks on the NBA opening night. It took place Correct. Wednesday. Or, excuse me, not NBA opening night, but it was opening night for the Mavericks. It took place Wednesday, October the 18th. Exactly. Them coming here, you know, they're still revamping the arena, so it's and renovating the arena. But that was a great look to be back in Phillips Arena. It was. But it, it seemed like it looked it, open to the it, arena. It, it does. I, I can agree. I, I, I do like. I that. can. I can agree to you to that. Now I don't know if that plays a role in depth perception as far as visually mm-hmm. when you're shooting. I mean, for several of the players, they've you know gotten used to shooting a certain way in the particular arena. Now with it seeming more like, you know, the backboard is a little different, we'll Mm -hmm. say, because it looks more open. So I'm not sure if that plays a role in getting adjusted to playing at home and to why they've lost the last two games at home. That's a great point that I didn't even think of, what you're saying, especially with the club being there. The club is on the floor now, so as as you're running down court, who knows which, what, you which, see. Yeah, what you may see, <laughs> right, right, and who right, you may see, <laughs> right, right there at, at the club. So, what, what would your analyzation be from the first two games of, of the Hawks, the first two home games from our Atlanta Hawks this year? First two home games to me was a, a little bit of a lack of communication on the bench. Uh, in particular, we were talking the other night. I particularly wanted to analyze each team and how they reacted during a timeout. And would they sit there? Who was going to be the vocal leader? Who was going to step up, point out things, and say, hey, this is what we need to do. You need to get back on D or come help man on this side. You know, anything to to help the team. Who was going to be that particular leader outside of the coaches to step up and make a difference in a run? 
because you know, we all know the NBA is a, a game of runs. We saw that tonight when they were going a 6-0 run and then the Bucks would come back and answer with another 6-0 run and keep the lead at 19 or 20, keeping it at you know, a, a pace to where the Hawks were going to have expend too much energy trying to get back in the game. And I didn't see that on the bench between the players I needed to see, which is Dennis, which is Prince, which is Bazemore. Those are your three, quote-unquote, elder statesmen of the team. They they need to be the ones, and it doesn't have to be a a boisterous, you know, in-your-face type of thing, but if you're the big three now, you have to step up and be that leader. And I just didn't see that during timeouts between them. That's very well said. I've I've been kind of pondering and picking Kent's brain about that, about being a leader. You're you're a senior, a a veteran on this team. It's a very young team. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what type of leadership are you going to bring to the floor? I've been pretty impressed with the play of Torian Prince in, in in these games. Although they haven't resulted in a win, it seems like every game we're beginning to see a little bit more improvement, mm-hmm. a little bit more growth. He's beginning to be a lot more confident shooting the three ball. I'm, I'm loving that from Torian to see him actually being aggressive with the three ball. It just hasn't it has not resulted in a win. win. You know, and, and we were talking briefly off offline as we were coming over here. I was just like you. I had the Hawks. Making a seven for eighth seed in the playoffs. I did and, too. and a lot of people were laughing at me. And right. I could, I, maybe I see why. Now. I see maybe, why, right? Maybe they, <laughs> they knew something we didn't see, know. You know, they were like, like oh, you know, you might be a homer on that right. one right there. You know, I'm like, no, no, I, I see it. I see the potential. Maybe because it's a young team, they just haven't gelled yet. Coach Bud still has to, you know, stress his philosophy. A lot of his guys are gone. They're gone True. now. So although the Dwayne Detmans, who are familiar with the system, mm-hmm. they still have to find some type of uh, some type of chemistry together. They got to find some type of chemistry together. So it'll be interesting. Do, do you think, or what do you think our leaders need to do, the Hawks leaders need to do to help us get a home win? Well, I, I agree with you about Prince. He's becoming a leader on the court. Now he just needs to figure out how to translate that on the bench. His play is showing that he's a leader. As you mentioned, he's improved in his three-point shooting. He's even improved in his decision-making, knowing when to take the three. I respect that. Or when to step inside and take the 17-footer, when to pass it out. And he's really developed in that. Now I would like to see him as well as Bays, and I got to say Dennis because, Dennis, you got paid to be the leader. And you're the point guard it's, it might be unfair, but that's how the NBA is. Mm-hmm. Those are, quote, unquote, your leaders. So more of a resurgence of Dennis just saying, okay, let me figure out how to put the team on my back, so to speak, with my play, as well as putting players in the right position. Well, while we're doing a lot of talking about the vets, we got to do some talking to show some love to the rookie on the team. Right. John Collins. Now, John Collins came in. People were wondering during the draft, who is this cat? Some cats were saying he was the still of the draft, comparing him mm-hmm. to Danny Manning and different things. He went to Wake Forest, so we know that they're known for producing big men, big man, a.k.a. Right. Uh, or I.E., rather, Tim Duncan. Tim. We know all the success that he's had. Collins has looked well in play. We've seen him. I believe he has about three or four double-doubles right now. I think so, yeah. In, in, in a small sample size. He hasn't. He has yet to be inserted into the starting role or to to the starting lineup. Mm. But what do you think of the play of John Collins at home and just overall in these past few games? Overall, for a, a rookie, he's played well. I don't think the bright lights, so to speak, have gotten to him. But, but I think one of those reasons playing at Wake Forest, you play in the ACC, so you play in Duke, Carolina, NC State, Miami. You know, you're you're on TV. You're playing the best of the best, quote unquote, in competition. 
So the bright light, so to speak, shouldn't affect you as much as another rookie, no disrespect, who comes from Washington or a Pac-12 type system or a team. So I think in that respect, that prepared him to come to the NBA and play as well as he is. Want to see the rebounds get a little bit better, obviously, but that comes with time with minutes and, you know, backing up Deadman and everything. But I, I like where he's trending and where he's headed. Um, another player is uh, we'll talk, uh, Taylor, Isaiah Taylor. And his emergence and role, I think, is helping Collins because they seem to be a little bit more in tune when they're two, the two of them are on the court as opposed to, you know, our good friend Malcolm Delaney. Got to see him get some more minutes. Shot at Malcolm. Yeah, we, 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 Come on. we, we need to Come see on. Malcolm get we gotta, <laughs> We need to see him get some more minutes out there. I mean, I'm very interested to see what type of player John is going to develop into because he seems to be very versatile on the offensive and defensive end. He mm -hmm. seems to be a high flyer. We see that in his game. But he also plays a position playing a four and sometimes playing a five where we're seeing so much more versatility out of him. You know, he he, he uh, joked about on opening night having to face dirt. Then the next night it was Dwight. We yep. saw him on Friday against Paul Millsap. There were times tonight where it was Thon Maker. It was times where it was Giannis on the Kumpo. You know, when Giannis right. would shift to the four. So seeing him and the versatility that he could possibly bring to the Hawks, I think would be very key. I'm wondering if he has the superstar potential. One dunk doesn't make you a superstar. I mean, everybody blew up on the summer league when he dunked. And, and granted, you should have. I mean, he put on a show. Yes, indeed. But, again, just because you have that one superstar highlight doesn't make you a superstar, i.e. Odell Beckham Jr. Because you have that one great catch, not to talk football, but just the correlation. Mm -hmm. You have that one great catch, and now everyone expects you to be Jerry Rice. That doesn't happen. So, with Collins, you had, you know, great summer league. You had the great play, but that doesn't turn you into Tim Duncan. Well, we're looking, if, speaking of the Tim Duncans, though, being the elite <laughs> of the elite in the league, the, the Hawks tonight were going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm wondering, as a gentleman on their team, the leader of their team, Giannis Antetokounmpo, is Say he it the again. new Antetokounmpo? I had, See, I, you've been practicing. Oh, I, listen, listen, I listen, just listen, still listen, say Greek freak. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I actually like this cat a lot. You know, we're supposed to be biased as, as reporters and things like right. that, but. One thing I try to do is try to find the players who are going to be good in the next five years. You know, the, right. not not the LeBrons and the people that you know we know they're throwing to your face that they're good, but who has the potential to be good. So for the past three seasons, when when they've been coming to the games, I've been a big Giannis fan. So one night uh, before the first time before I interviewed him, I watched a, a bunch of interviews of him saying his name, and I just right. in the room. Ante Dekumpo, Ante Dekumpo, Ante Dekumpo. So he still got it. Ante, yeah, Ante Dekumpo. Say again. So whenever I say. It's like, all right, I, you know, I, I know what this, this young man is going to bring. But I'm wondering, no, we did something. You weren't here for this on the other show, These Urban Times. We did a little projecting, projecting okay. the 2017-18 season. And a few weeks ago, before the season kicked off, I was saying that I had Giannis as my MVP. MVP. I, I was looking at Giannis as okay. being my MVP. And... It's funny, uh, I was looking at a picture we took in the All-Star game last I, year. I got a dad on Giannis. Y'all deserve You've been a homer ever yeah, since. Been, been, been rocking with Giannis for a second now. But I'm wondering, do you could you see him as being the new face of the NBA? Definitely. He, you, and you spoke to the interview. He's charismatic. He, he has that, you know, I'm not ego-tripping. He still seems to be humble. Hopefully he stays that Very way. Very humble, I agree. You know. And he's in a situation in Milwaukee with Jason Kidd where he can mold him to stay in that situation. So hopefully he's, 
you know, he stays in Milwaukee and, you know, under kids' wings, so to speak, and he allows him to grow to be the potential face of the NBA because LeBron has two, maybe three years, and somebody will have to take over. Um, Durant has a few years, but it, we're still they're looking villains for some. now. That's what I, I they're think. Vi- I, right. I think Steph and Durant, they, they're the villains. They're villains now. They, so you got to have that quote unquote good guy, mm-hmm. which Giannis is, to come in and take over. And the way he's putting up numbers, and tonight I expected him, I predicted he would go for 30, 12, and 8. Uh, we'll get into the numbers later. I, 30, I know he had 33, 12, and 5. 33, 12, and 5. Right. <laughs> so. I, but it was a a quiet thirty three twelve. It was. Five. It was. I I can attest that it, it was right because he looked at the score and like, oh, he did have that. Oh, he did have twelve <laughs> Be, because he picks his spots. He's he's learning the game, and you hear several players talk about how the game slows down when they finally figure it out. The game is starting to slow down for him, which is scary because he has a versatility to do everything from point. Go- he can he um, can play all five positions on the court. And when you can do that, then, yes, you can be the face of the NBA. I was thinking the same thing. Now, uh, coming into the night, I was like, wow, as you mentioned LeBron, how, how, how much time does he have left? You know, when KD hit that big shot in the finals last year, it almost seemed like a change in the guards right. to, right. to an extent. Uh, Russell Westbrook, I was wondering, he's in a small market. We saw how he was accepted by the media and by fans. I was wondering, you know, could he possibly be the face? But it just seems like this is Giannis's time. It's, it, it does seem like it's his time. Last year was his first time making an all-star team. Right. And he was extremely humble about that, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. Unfortunately, a rest in peace, he lost his father, as we know, right. you know, right before the season was beginning. And his father was very ins- instrumental in him and his brother picking up a basketball mm-hmm. and him and his brother coming over here from Greece. As many of you may not know, he's not an American citizen. It's funny. He just kind of right. is mastering how to Which conduct how he got the interview. Name, yeah. The nickname Greek Freak. Right. <laughs> he's, he's just now, you know, kind of getting accustomed to the, to the American ways. But it does seem like it's his time. I, I see the Joel and B's. There are a few other characters across the league who have that personality. Who exactly? That's that's what that's what it all boils down to. The personality, right? You know, Embiid like, has the personality. He's he's a big person on Twitter and Instagram, mm-hmm. on social media in general, and he has all the cliches, the hashtags, the the catcher phrases. But Giannis <laughs> goes out and plays ball, and. The only thing I haven't seen yet from him, and I'm not sure, we, we talk about the killer instinct. The the Jordans, the Kobe's, they have that it that when the game is on the line, you give it to them, they take over, they make the right decision, the right pass, or the right shot. Does he have that put the team on the back and will them to victory? I think so. Now, the sample right. size has been small this year, but he has. He uh, It was a game earlier this week against Portland where he came up with the block, the steal, Still. and the shot <laughs> in the final 10 seconds, I believe it was, to, to, to seal the game. It does seem like, I know Kobe Bryant challenged him over the summer. Mm-hmm. He challenged him over the summer to actually go out and get the MVP award with his Mamba mentality challenge. Right. He was issuing out to a few players across the NBA. So I, I, I do wonder, can Giannis be the next face of the NBA and, and what all that will have but to who bring? who else does that lead, though? I mean, like you say, Russ, triple-double, but now he has uh, PG and Melo mm-hmm. with him. So it's kind of hard to be the face of the I NBA with, when you got help. We'll, we'll, great help. I agree. Uh, LeBron is on his way out. Durant, like you mentioned, yeah, Durant the Warriors, is the villain with the all Warriors. All the Warriors is out. Steph, Durant, I think they – Giannis. Giannis so and Embiid. Because Kyrie is a villain now. 
I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. You I, didn't got sympathetic? No, oh, I, 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 was, out. I, I was I was happy when he left. I was, I, I was, in, I was doing a cabbage patch See? When, when that man asked for a trade. But I, I was, and I'm, I, I thought the same thing. I was seeing, you know, the social media pretty much attack him right. once he left. But he's been balling since the injury to Hayward. And he's kind of playing the, the game, too. I've been seeing him every arena he goes to. At the end of the night, he's giving his sneakers to fans. To fans. He's playing the game to kind of get back PR into the person. Yeah, he's playing the game. To kinda, he's not a dummy. He went to Duke. You know? yeah. he, he's far from a dummy. So Well, I don't care for Duke. I like the Tar Heels. <laughs> so I won't call him a dummy. You're right. But I can't stand him nonetheless. I'm not mad. <laughs> That. I'm not mad at that. We're going to continue here at the desk to dive into tonight's game between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Before we do so, though, we're going to let you check out these locker room interviews. After the game, we were able to catch up with Coach Jason Kidd, Yantis Antetokounmpo, and, and Malcolm Brogdon from out here in Atlanta, who now plays for the Bucks, to just kind of get their idea of tonight's game. Giannis spoke on the possible MVP campaign. If he's paying attention to the noise, Jason Kidd gave us an update and let us know exactly what's going on with Greg Monroe. And Brogdon spoke about being back in Atlanta and what he's learned since last year winning the Rookie of the Year award. Check out these interviews and we'll be right here at the desk to break down the numbers of tonight's Milwaukee Bucks and Atlanta Hawks game. Dope shit, good song. <laughs> dope shit, dope shit. Yeah, man. That's how was it for you to set the tone early, you know, knowing you guys needed to start to lead and kind of grow it and build it. Uh, it was uh, really important, you know, usually in games like this, early games, uh, Sunday morning, you know, you come out a little bit lazy, and, uh, you know, we've done that in the past, and for me, personally, I just wanted to set a good zone, come out aggressive, uh, play hard so everybody can see that, and uh, everybody can play hard and uh, be aggressive. Jason was saying after the game that Moose is going to be out for two weeks. So what does that do to you guys, and how does that change how you guys approach you know, the next two weeks of games? You know, Moose is a really big part of this team. Um, guys got to step up, uh, like the day John Hansen. I think he did a great job. You know, I'll be the team defensively and offensively, and uh, you know, you got to hold it down until uh, Moose can be able to come back. Giannis, you're one of two players in the NBA currently averaging over 25 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists per night. What are you seeing different out there in these few games so far this season? Uh, it's my teammates, man. Uh, my, my teammates make the game easier for me. Uh, they, they're always in the right spot. They always uh, give me the ball when uh, they know I got to miss much. And for me, the game is just slowing down for me. Uh, I'm just trying to play hard and uh, try to get a win every night. Are you paying any attention to the MVP chatters? You, a lot of people are talking about MVP possibly for you this season. Are you paying attention to that noise yet? It, you know, it's, um, to be honest, it's really hard not to pay attention. You know, uh, turning, on, turning on your TV and seeing your face everywhere. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm a low-profile guy and I want to stay like that because it's a long season. You know, my team, i got to help my team win. You know, and uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm trying not to get in that conversation and uh, get caught up in you know, all those MVP talks and stuff. Just every night I'm going to try to help my team win like tonight. 
How do you? How did really well tonight, and everybody off the bench was there, collective effort. When you play a team like Orlando, you know, like we're a better team. We can't, you know, let these guys even think that You do. Uh, you know, we go into a game like that knowing that's a young team. It's an organization that's trying to rebuild a little bit. We know we're a better team. Um, but at the same time, you still got to respect them and understand that they're those are pros over there. And, uh, they're an NBA team, so you got to come out and play hard. You're no stranger to the city of Atlanta. How does it feel to come back home and to play in front of family and friends? I love being home. Um, this is the best city in the world, other than Milwaukee right now. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be home playing in front of my family and friends and, uh, you know, get a win. Uh, yeah, you know, they started, they made a few shots. We took our foot off the gas a little bit. Um, but, you know, we have uh, we have some experienced guys, guys that have been to playoffs now. So, you know, we were able to, you know, pick it back up and, and push the lead a little bit. What's your comfort level now compared to what it was a year? Um, I'm a lot more comfortable. A year of experience and um, uh, experience in the playoffs really makes the world a difference for me. So I'm, I'm comfortable. I know what my role is. I feel like I found my niche with with this team, and uh, you know, I love playing with my teammates. How many passes do you have to How many money? passes, family? Uh, I, I actually only had maybe six or eight, um, but I could have got a lot more. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people bought their tickets. <laughs> Smart. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we're both uh, graduates of GAC, talk about your experience and what it was like in being a Spartan alumni. Uh, you know, GAC was a great school for me. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a great academic and athletic experience there. Um, hopefully I can get back to them this summer and go say hello to some of the people. But, um, you know, I love being back in Atlanta. I hope, I imagine some of them are out there watching. So, yeah. yeah. Malcolm, you picked up the rookie of the year last year. What are some things that you've seen on the court this year to kind of improve your game this season? Uh, you know, just just being a calming presence for our practice. I know you guys wanted to you know, see the ball move more. Yeah, what, what did you, how did you grade that tonight? Uh, I was A, uh, an effort. Um, I thought they were making a conscious effort to move the ball. Whoever was on the floor, um, we're trying to limit our just zero pass shots. Um, not very good when we do that. So I thought, again, the ball was getting to the second side. Playing through Giannis in the post or Chris, uh, I thought guys were sharing the ball. Having 30 assists showed that. Coach, you say you never worry about Chris. And after a 2 for 11 first half, he bounced back with 7 for 8 in the second half. What was the thing you thought that really got him going in the second half? Uh, I think just the shots. He's getting open shots. They're just not dropping. And anytime you're a shooter, you got to continue to keep shooting. Um, I thought Jet used a, uh, gave him some great advice. He needed to change his club to use the you know, utility club. And uh, <laughs> I thought he did a good job in the second half picking the right club. But I think, again, uh, we all believe in Chris and that he's going to make the right play. Um, as bad as he shot in the first half, he still was plus 26. You know, in the stat sheet, he almost had a triple-double. So, um, you know, he, I thought, he, again, the first half wasn't pretty. But I thought, again, Chris is one who's a grown-up, stays with the game plan and makes open shots when he has to. Rashad's a guy that's been sticking with it, inactive last three games, first half, come off the bench, 12 off the bench. Just talk about him just being ready and being a professional. Yeah, I think, that, again, Bond's only 21 years old. It just shows how hard he's been working, and uh, to come, you know, today to pick up the bench, to pick, you know, pick up with Moose being out, uh, 12 points there in that first half. We need that from him. With Moose out, we need someone on the bench who's going to give us, uh, you know, some points. And I thought Bond was professional and came out and played a great game today.
you know, what kind of value can he be to you guys if he can consistently put the game together like tonight? Yeah, I think, again, a, a guy who can stretch the defense, uh, who can knock down the open three uh, defensively uh, is big and get his hands on deflections. Uh, again, being counted on has been out for the last three games. Just shows his maturity and his work ethic that he's been, you know, he's ready to go and uh, he answered the call today. Yeah, speaking of answering the call, obviously with Monroe out, Henson got some more time and, and he really made the most of it. Yeah, I thought Henson, again, he's been playing great for us uh, in training camp and in the start of the season. And we're, we're going to need him with with uh, Moose out for the next two weeks. Um, we're going to need him to step up, him and Don and DJ and Giannis. We'll, we'll all see some action at the five. Two weeks for Moose then? I, I would I would, I would, think. it's uh, That's what I was told. Yes, sir. You want to lead it off with the Hawks? Okay. We are back to Real Thomas Joint as usual at the desk right now by Mr. Dine. Yes, sir. We're going to dive and break down the actual numbers of today's game. And as we mentioned before we started off everything today, our Atlanta Hawks fell today to the Milwaukee Bucks 117 to 106. The Bucks move on to a record of 4 and 2, and our Hawks drop down to a record of 1 and 6. So we're going to dive into the numbers and let you know exactly what took place, who was the leading scorer, and more. So, Don, what took place for our Hawks today? What were, what were the numbers like for our Atlanta Hawks tonight? For the Hawks, Dennis uh, led the league and led the team in scoring with 21 points, uh, followed by Prince, we were mentioned earlier. Uh, his three-point shooting has improved. He had 17, and uh, third in scoring was 15 with uh, Bazemore, i.e. the big three. Uh, those are your leading scores. Looking at rebounding, uh, very disappointing uh, that Collins coming off the bench led the team in rebounding with seven, followed by five for Prince. And then as far as uh, steals, which to me shows aggressiveness, uh, who's trying to hustle, get after it, uh, Dennis led the, the team with three. And as he also led the team with eight assists. Uh, the thing that, looking at the numbers, that's disappointing is the plus or minus uh, that each team has. And for those who don't know, got to – I'm going to read it to make sure you understand. It's the per 100 possession stats. So the plus or minus, zero is the league average. Plus five means the player is five points better than an average player over 100 possessions. So that kind of gives you an idea of the plus or minus. So when I say this, you'll understand that Prince was a minus 16. Dennis was a minus 19. And we'll also go with the uh, the other big three in Baysmore. He was a minus two. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> minus two is considered a replacement level, and minus five is considered really bad. So when you're minus nineteen, minus sixteen, that's not yeah, good. Not a good look. No, that's no. not a good look for the team. Yeah, that's definitely not a good look for the team. <laughs> as far as the Milwaukee Bucks are concerned, Giannis Antetokounmpo continue his MVP campaign now. He was coming into tonight's game as being one of two players, the other player being DeMarcus Cousins, who plays for the New Orleans Pelicans, who is currently averaging 25 points or more, 10 rebounds or more, and five assists or more per night. And as you mentioned, you mentioned that he would do 30, 12, and 8. He, he was close to those he numbers tonight. To he finished the game with 33 points, with 12 rebounds, and with five assists. Now, for Giannis, he shot 14 for 21 from the field. He was 14 for 21 from the field. That's that right efficient. there, yeah, that right That's there efficient. shows he's very efficient. And you were talking about 
He has. He's learned. The game has slowed down for him, and he's learned to win to pick his spots. Mm-hmm. Many of his spots. He came out in the first quarter and, sc- and scored the first nine points for the Bucks easily. Easily, easily scored the easily. first nine points of the Bucks, and it was it was a sight to see because I honestly think Dennis Schroeder is one of the. I don't want to call him an elite defender yet, but he's a pretty a pretty pesky defender out there on the ball. And there was nothing he could do with Giannis. As Giannis was bringing the ball up court, he was just blowing right by Dennis. He was too small. Too, Dennis, too small. Dennis, Dennis was too small. Giannis is a 6'11 player. I don't want to call him a guard who, as you mentioned previously, <laughs> can play all five, five positions. positions. He's bringing the ball up court. There's nothing you can do with that. Chris Middleton struggled in the first half, but he finished the second half shooting 7 for 8. Overall, he was 9 for 19 in the game. He finished with 27 points. He also had 9 assists in the game. Uh, Last year's Rookie of the Year, Malcolm Brogdon, the hometown kid, was back home. He shot 5 for 11. He also finished the game with 16 points. It was dope to see y'all two's interaction uh, in the the locker room today as well. That's right there. Uh, Malcolm, uh, when he went to uh, GAC um, during that time, uh, I was doing uh, physical therapy and training and stuff, so uh, I used to stretch him like day before a game and oh, work okay. out with him. I, story nobody knows, so break this live right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's exclusive, but no. Uh, so that was doing his junior and senior year. Uh, they go, so yeah. So when we were kidding about playing one-on-one, this uh-huh. has been going on for you. Six, seven see, years that, That's now. always dope when, when reporters <laughs> have that true inside scoop. You know, I was watching it. Other people was looking around like, oh, you know, buddy. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was checking that out, watching that as well. Yeah. Now, off the bench, it was a big night tonight for Rashad Vaughn. He came in the game in the second quarter and was lighting it up from behind the three-point line. That actually surprised me uh, when he came out. He shot four for six from behind the three-point line. And your man, former Tar Heel, John Henson, yep. he had a good night tonight as well. He finished the game. With 12 points. Uh, it was funny. One thing, well, it actually wasn't funny, but I know a lot of people became familiar with Henson. I believe it was last summer when he had the incident at the jewelry store. Yeah. They saw him. He's a Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> player. He goes into a place in Milwaukee. Many people may not know. Milwaukee is known to have a lot of racial tension that's not talked about publicly or talked about through mainstream TV. They straight locked the door and called the cops on him. They said, we think somebody's coming Come to rob the place. Like, he was no. He hadn't even come in. He was walking to the door to, the door. to go buy some jewelry. I mean, I'm an NBA player. I'm gonna go buy some jewelry. They said, "Oh I mean, no, 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 anybody no, no. over six seven, you should <laughs> you're right. Lock the door, lock the door, man. and call the cops." Ah, <laughs> boy, I hate that. About to be the sale of the day right there, <laughs> and they messed it up. Looking at the numbers, though, I, I'm glad to see the Hawks' uh, free throw shooting, uh, 80.8% tonight, which is good. That that tells the story that once you get to the line, it's pretty much automatic uh, across the board for, for most of the players. Uh, rebounding, you can't get out-rebounded. Um, unfortunately for them, getting out-rebounded 31-43, to 43, that's one of those signs of a, of a team that you're going to be in a game if you're even on rebounding or you're ahead. And then, of course, you know, your plus minuses that that tell the whole story of how you're playing for the Bucks, both ends of the ball. For the Bucks, as, as you, you were talking about, the, the minuses that went down for the Hawks. For Talk the Bucks, the you, have a, you have a player. Chris Middleton was plus 26 tonight. I mean, he by far led the Bucks. Giannis mm-hmm. Antetokounmpo was plus eight. Thon Maker, I like him a whole lot. I like the game that, that that gentleman brings. He was plus seven. Everyone was pretty much in your pluses tonight as far as the Bucks go. So that, that shows a lot. Giannis led the entire game tonight with 33 points. Chris Middleton was right behind him with 27. These young Bucks are looking good. They're, they're looking good right now. And we need our Hawks to kind of to shift into that mode. 
Now, the Hawks have a few more games coming up. Their next five games will be very, very interesting. They'll be headed to. They'll be heading on the road very soon. Again, they're, they're on the road and they'll be taking on the Philadelphia 76ers coming. Your up. Philly team. Now, what's? I don't. I don't know what to say about this right here. But news broke <laughs> earlier today that. Markel Fultz will be out for three more weeks. Now he, oh, he, had, he he had been suffering from a shoulder injury. The medical update update goes like this: Following consultation with several shoulder specialists, including a visit by Dr. Ben Kubler, I hope I'm saying his name right, they have determined that Fultz would be out indefinitely with soreness and a scopic muscle imbalance in his right shoulder. A further visit concerned that there were no structural impairments to the shoulder and he'll be able to continue with his physical therapy as, as the weeks go on. He'll be reevaluated in three weeks. Man. So is this like the curse of the first, first round, the, the, the number one overall picks for it, the Sixers? It seems like it. Uh, I feel sorry for Ben Kibler, though, because once they put your <laughs> name on it, that's it. You know, you they got – I, I see you. I'm looking at your report talking about several specialists, but they, they, they identify him like <laughs> Ben, I'm sorry, but they put you on blast for this one. But that – oh, man. Right, let me ask you, Joel Embiid over under 50 games this year. I believe he'll be over 50 games this year. I, okay. I believe so. I think he'll be over 50 games. He stressed that he wants to do that. They gave him the five-year extension. The Sixers pretty much have him on a restriction. He says he feels the best he's felt, you know, in, in his time in the NBA. He looks pretty efficient out there. Okay. The other night he had 30 points and nine rebounds. Right. So he, he looked pretty efficient in his in his minutes out there. I do think he'll be plus 50 though. I think I think I think this year and Ben he'll, he'll be Ben plus minus 50. Ben is a cat that I honestly I have him in in the rookie of the year running. I, I am, I am I'm loving with that with that young man is, is bringing on, uh, to the court so far. I actually think this will be a very interesting matchup because they're they're two. Very young teams. I right. do. I do believe at this time the Sixers have a little bit more talent uh, than, than the Hawks have. You know, no, no disrespect to our Hawks, but I do believe. I mean, you have, top, two, you have two top three picks on your team already in Simmons and Embiid. You know, we and we don't three. Have any unfortunately, of that. that's hurt. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And, one, and one that's, that's hurt. hurt you, right. know, the, you know, the Hawks don't have any, any any of those players right now. What do you think it'll be like for the uh, for the Hawks when they go up to the Philadelphia to try to get a win? We're gonna see if Bud can coach. And we were in media day, and we were talking about Bud now losing the GM position. I, I, I've always been a, a component of I never liked a coach to have a GM and a head coaching hat because something is going to fall through the cracks. And I, I still believe in Bud. I believe in Pop's tree that he can flat out coach. And that's one of I the reasons know. why I had the Hawks possibly at AFC, we'll get into that, you know, making a playoff. So I think that Bud is definitely going to, to your point, get the team to buy into his system and figure out a way to start out coaching uh, these teams that have a little bit more talent like the 76ers. So I'm looking for – one good thing is there are not as many back-to-back -back nights, especially there are no back-to-back -back nights on the road. So that gets in more practice time. And Bud will be able to – have more time to get his system going, get the players to buy in, and thus figure out a way to outcoach teams like the 76ers. After the Hawks take on the Sixers on Wednesday, they'll come back here to Phillips Arena next Friday right. as they'll be walking in James Harden and the Rockets to town. Chris Paul's also a new member of the Rockets, but he's missed a fair amount of time right. so far this season, so we don't know if he'll be in the line about there or not. The Rockets look good, though. They look pretty they well so far this season. How do we match up against the Rockets? James Harden. <laughs> period period point blank. <laughs> That's it. Um, I, looking at the Rockets, they've revert, reverted back to last year since Chris Paul has been out with wrist. Yeah, no, uh, with knee injury. Knee injury. Knee, thank knee, you. Knee, knee injury. injury. 
and probably be out another two weeks. So it wasn't a big letdown. And that's kind of hard to say when you have a superstar and, you know, he's not playing for like a month. Most people would be let down. But they reverted back to what they were last year with Harden taking over, doing what he does, kicking out to Gordon, um, sixth man of the mm-hmm. year. Eric Gordon, yeah. Eric Gordon. So they'll be fine. They'll come in, push the tempo as much as possible to try to get the Hawks to speed up the pace and try and outrun them. And unfortunately for, for the home team, that won't be a good look. Following the Rockets game, our Hawks will be back on the road, mm. and they'll be headed to the, the land mm. to take on the new-look Cleveland Cavaliers, who haven't looked pretty well if, we, if, we, if, 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 if we're honest. <laughs> you know, like, they have not looked to be – now, I, I honestly think they're playing chicken to a, to a degree as well. Like, I, I've seen this, this script before in Miami, you know, where, oh, Dwayne Wade's done, LeBron doesn't have it, oh, yeah. and then they have a 50-point night in the playoffs. So I'm not really buying mm, what's right. going on yet. But it, it, there have been some games that leave you scratching your head. Orlando went to Cleveland and, and, and blew them out. They also recently had a loss to the Nets uh, right. in, in Brooklyn. And they played somebody last night and just recently lost. I forget. It was another mystery team, team. That's, 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 that's not doing too well. I apologize for not knowing that offhand. But they'll be taking on Dwayne Wade in the, Cav, uh, in the, Cav, in the Cavaliers next weekend. Mm-hmm. Our Hawks haven't fared well against the Cavs in recent years. They haven't fared well against the Cavs at all. So how do we stand up to the Cavs in this upcoming matchup? They'll beat them. I mean, why, <laughs> why not? Hey, <laughs> all the chips in on the table on that one. Uh, no, uh, the Cavs are, are win a close game. For some reason, the Hawks play them well when the Cavs come in limping, so to speak. Uh, when the Cavs have something to prove, um, a game before a game, when they're trying to make sure that they're clicking on all cylinders, that's when they're a scary team to play, when they get on a roll. Uh, when they're playing possum, like you say, at this point, that's when they could be right for the taking, but it, too much, too much experience toward the end of the game is always key. I mean, you got LeBron, you got Wade, you got Love. Four finals, you know, over the three. I'm already putting them in the finals. Uh, four straight finals. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. So th- look for like a 108. 99 game uh, for the Cavs. Uh, Now the insertion of J.R. Smith into the starting Mm -hmm. rotation, uh, which is huge because now Wade can really rest. It's not like he won't play the final, you know, three, four minutes of the game. It's just a matter of him not starting, which doesn't make one bit difference either way. So, But it allows J.R. to get his shots and feel – a part of the a team. A part of the team <laughs> because he, he's a streaky shooter, so he needs shots. He needs a rhythm. Wade is too much of a veteran. He doesn't need a rhythm. He can come in and, and fit in in any role in any capacity. After we take on the Cavs in Cleveland, our Hawks will be back here the following Monday mm-hmm. to take on Uncle Drew yep. and the new-look Boston Celtics. Now, we won't, unfortunately, be able to see Gordon Hayward this year. We are aware Man. of the devastating injury that he faced on opening night. Get well soon, Gordon. We'll be yes. looking forward to seeing you next season coming down in the Phillips uh, Arena. Don't count him out. Don't count him out. He I, could he be ready for the playoffs. Yeah, he can make a playoff push. I playoffs. agree as well. They said about five to six-month injury. Depending on how he rehabs, I'm, depending I, on how he rehabs, I, I agree. I agree. I I I will I, agree. I would love him to come back for. The I would playoffs. too. That would really be that would be really get would. a young cat a chance to develop. Right. The Tatum's and the Jalen Brown, Brown. from the Atlanta area. Right. So 
Brad Stevens, Coach Bud, uh, two phenomenal coaches. Ooh. I think Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the NBA right now. Definitely one of the best in-game adjustments. Uh, yeah, X is an, X and phenom O's. phenomenal. I, yes. that, that young man, I, I was so interested to see how he was going to work Hayward and Irvin. I, just, I was. I was interested to see how he was going to fit if them into the system. If anybody could do it, it was him. him. It was him. I, I totally agree. Now it's Kyrie's team. You know, people were saying yep. he wanted his own team. This, that, and the third. It's really his own team now <laughs> with, with the injury to Hayward. But he is looking good. Kyrie just recently helped his team pick up a win against the Miami Heat, where he scored nine of the final 12 points, including a three-point basket to help them win against the Heat. Right. Kyrie has had a few interesting matchups with Dennis Schroeder as well. Them two, it's, it almost seems like Kyrie and Isaiah Thomas always bring out the best in Dennis Schroeder to they me. Do. They do. They, they bring out the best. I'll throw John Wall in that mix as well. Right. I'll throw Wall in that mix as well. Especially from the playoffs yeah, last year. Yeah. yeah. So when we get an opportunity to see Kyrie Irving going up against Dennis Schroeder and our Hawks, what, what's going to take place next Monday? The following Monday. The following me. Monday. Uh, as you mentioned, it'll be a battle of the point guards, and whichever point guard has the most assists will win. It won't hmm. be scoring. It'll be assist. And... That bodes well for the Hawks, I think, because, uh, well, I don't know. I, mm, I will say that Wolves was <laughs> for the Hawks, but Kyrie is going to have to rely on Brown to be his quote-unquote uh, Robin at this point and let Tatum, you know, come in and fill in uh, on the rebounds and get some easy baskets, especially in transition. So looking at that, I, mm, I might get a Hawks that one. I mean – I think Dennis plays up to his competition, and sometimes, unfortunately, he might even play down a little bit, I knowing agree. that he he has a person he knows he can get ahead of, he knows he can take to the rack, and sometimes he's just lethargic uh, when he knows he can do that. He he doesn't have the same type of aggression and focus sometimes against competition. He knows he can he can beat off the dribble and take over. But for, for this particular game against the Celtics, I'm going to take the Hawks in that one. I think it'll be a hell of a game. We'll get an opportunity to see Jalen Brown, the homecoming kid. Yep. He might have something to prove matched up against Torian Prince. Now, that, that's a matchup mm. that we may see for years on down the line. Like, an elite matchup of two good forwards, two young, two young yes. very good forwards. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to that matchup. Do you think it'll be too much pressure on Brown coming home? Because sometimes you eat your mom's cooking, so to speak. You got family and friends. You got to get tickets to. I don't. I don't know if he, he seems to play up to the big. I was so impressed okay. with him. The way once the once the Hayward injury went down, I was like, oh man, this team this is done. Gonna fold. You know right. what, what's going to take place? And they had a chance to win that game at the end of the they game did. against the, the Cavs. And it seemed like each game from that point on, Tatum's got a little bit more confidence. You know, he's continuing to grow as you just mentioned. But Jalen Brown, he seems his birthday was earlier this week. I believe it was Monday, and he had a big game on Monday mm -hmm. night. It, it just seems like he's ready now. He he understands that you say he needs to be robbing. You it's, know, so it's I, his time. I think I think he's gonna come home and show out. I honestly okay. do. I think he's gonna come home, and I think uh, Coach Stevens is the type of cat that will allow him. Hey, this is your homecoming. That will allow him. You. you know, run a few plays to let him pretty much you know show off. So. I, I think he's gonna have a good game. I definitely I see him scoring more than twenty five you know points that night. Looking at the next few games, look at the coaches. Now seventy sixers, eh? Brent Brown though he's he's a he's a he's a coach pop disciple. I think we haven't get, he hasn't got a fair shot yet because he hasn't got a fair shot because the lineup got him. Uh, the Rockets, Dan Tony, Dan Tony, who don't preach defense. Uh, uh, the Cavs, you got LeBron as coach. And then, <laughs> oh, I didn't stutter. And then <laughs> for the Celtics, you got Stevens. You got 
you know, some solid coaches coming along here that not only do you have talent, but you have decent or great coaching uh, as men with Brad Stevens. I mean, after that, the Pistons. The Pistons have a great coach in, in uh, Van Gundy. Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy. Who's so, another good X and O. Great X and O coach. We see what he did with his time with the Magic, getting right. him to the finals. So that, he, That's the only problem is you have coaches who can make adjustments and not just rely on talent to win games. So that's that's the struggle for the Hawks over the next five games. As, and as we just mentioned, they'll wrap up on a road trip in Detroit. They'll be taking on the Detroit Pistons the following Wednesday after they take on the Celtics. It'll be at Little Caesars Arena, actually, in Detroit Little now. Caesars? Yeah, Little Caesars Arena. They call it Little Caesars. Little Caesars. Man, I, I know they had moved it downtown, but I didn't know they called it Little Caesars. And I, I think that's they, dope. Eminem they, they, let them call it? Man. <laughs> Eminem, man. You going to let them call it? You going to bring the Little Caesars? Little Caesars. That's not, who cut not, the check. That's who cut the check Not from. Papa John. Not, not Papa Domino, John. Little Caesars. Caesars. I ain't mad. <laughs> Little Godfather's Caesar. Pieces. Godfather's Pieces are still around. Yeah, they still floating they still right there okay. on North Avenue, uh, Spring and North. They still floating <laughs> over there. So, you mentioned this off air, and we're going to discuss it right now. Who makes the playoffs? Who actually makes the playoffs? We were two gentlemen right. who were actually reporting and putting our hearts into the Hawks possibly making the oh, playoffs. Man. And if they started today, we would be wrong. We'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we would be so wrong. So you don't know everything, right? Oh. Yeah. So I mean, we, we we know we know a few teams in both leagues: the Warriors, Obviously. the Spurs, the yeah. Celtics, the Cavs. We know a few teams who are going to make the playoffs. But in, in your perspective, give me five in East Conference: the the East and the West sleeper teams that that you know that you that folks may not have thought that that, that aren't the traditional: the Warriors, Cavs, okay. Spurs, and Celtics. Um. Toronto. The only reason why they're a sleeper team is because nobody even talks about the great Northwest, so to speak. You know, I mean, um, North. Because, for one, it's international now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have the same group that's been there for the last three years. Um, so, looking at that, they were the team that least changed the most. Everyone else added a, a superstar or two or three new pieces they kept their same unit, mm-hmm. which is why they, to me, is an automatic bid to get into the playoffs. Plus, uh, Casey has a lot to prove this year. Uh, as Do a you coach. think he's on the high seat? Yes, definitely. It's unfair because he's in the East, and the East is weak, but I, I don't know what you expect. As long as LeBron is going to be in the East, you're going to be second fiddle, so to speak. But at least push – the Cavs to a game seven if you're going to do that. That's how you keep your job. Now, if he had got swept last season, they would. then he would have been gone. But the fact, I think they pushed the game six, mm. whether that was for, for rating or, or the money, <laughs> I don't know, but it saved Casey's job. So I would definitely say the uh, Raptors are uh, the one team outside of Cleveland. And who was the other team you mentioned East out of guarantee? Just Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland and Boston. Cleveland and Boston. I would say Cleveland and Boston. Are- Boston still, obviously, playoffs, even though, uh, as mentioned, uh, Hayward is out. Mm-hmm. They're still going to be a playoff team. Washington Wizards will be a playoff team. Unfortunately for them, it's something in the DMV that they none of the teams can get past the second round. They can't make a conference finals, whether it's the Capitals or the, the Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> it's something in the water in the DMV that they can't, you know, get to the uh, – See, there's something in the water or somebody in the office. Finals. One of the two. Something. <laughs> but they'll definitely make the playoffs. I, I'm going to put Detroit as a sleeper team uh, to make the playoffs. Again, I, I put a lot of stock in the coaching because when you have, you know, three games and 
six nights. Your coaching, your in-game adjustments have to be on point for you to make it in the playoffs. So look for the Pistons to make it. And I might go out on a limb okay. and say the 76ers. That's not going out on a limb, though, good brother. But I, I, I bro, can agree. I can but, attest to you. <laughs> you being a homer again. That's, I mean, we know I'm a Laker fan, but I give I give. I know you give I, 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 like, I, I, I like what I, I was trusting the process then, and I, I, I think it's paying off now. If they stay healthy. If they stay healthy. If they that's stay key. healthy. That's key. That's right. key. I if agree they stay with you. healthy, the 76ers and Miami Heat. Nobody is talking about the Heat. And I don't know why. why? They finished 30-11 <laughs> and 11 last year. <laughs> Nobody's talking about the Heat. And and uh, it goes back coach. to, again, it goes back to, unfortunately, what Jordan said. It's four great teams and everybody else. I mean, he's the <laughs> garbage. But, you know, I won't say that they're garbage, but we only look at four teams who could possibly win a championship and exclude everyone else from possibly uh, making the playoffs. So, again, the Miami Heat is a uh, 15 in the East. Okay. Uh, yeah. I want to throw the Charlotte Hornets in my mix. I, so I agree of with Of course, you. I, my top three will remain the same. I'll have the, the Cavs, the Wizards, and the Celtics in no particular no order. Particular, okay. No particular order there. Gotcha. I'll even throw Toronto in at number four. Gotcha. I'm, 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 I haven't been sold on Toronto ever. I, I just, really? Yeah, no, I, I've never gotten the feeling that they were going to have an opportunity to win the playoffs. I just don't see it. Kyle Lowry, I've been mm. watching him game for some time. My cousin went to high school with him, so we would go to the high school mm. games. We would, go, we would go to the Villanova games. He didn't show up in the big games. In the big games, he just doesn't. Okay. He, just, he just doesn't. I, I, he just I, doesn't. No argument from me from that one. And being a native of Philly, I don't understand it. I'm like, dang, I would, I would expect him in, you know, in, the, in right. the clutch moments to be going boom, you know. I feel like uh, DeRozan has, has to carry that, him. But he doesn't have a jumper. So it's like, you know, his game is limited. He has right. the heart, I believe. He does. He has the inside game. He has a phenomenal inside game the way he drives to the paint. But teams in the playoffs, they stack, you know, they once you, you, clog, you clog the paint up, his That's game's it. diminished, you know. Serge Ibaka, a cat who could possibly open up the lane mm-hmm. for them now, he wants to shoot threes, you know. He's, he's been that way since he left uh, OKC. And I don't understand that. It's like, come on, <laughs> brother. Like, you know, so he's I, seven foot. Yeah, I, I'll throw them out. out there. I'm going to throw the Bucks out there. I oh, think, definitely. I, I, I think the Bucks. I but think, I don't think they're a sleeper team. I, I think I just still don't think they're getting the shine that, that okay. I don't I don't think a lot of a lot of people look at them as being able to make an impact in the play. Of course we know about Giannis. I think people expect him to possibly be a playoff team, but first Definitely. round knockout. You know, not not a team that'll actually make Win noise the in the playoffs. Okay. I, I think I, I think that we have a great chance if we don't see a Cavs Celtics finals, uh, uh Eastern Conference Finals, we might see a Celtics Bucks Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not all the way sold on the Cavs getting to the finals all the way yet just because of the chemistry that needs mm. to, that needs to form. So many one-year deals going going down. LeBron's on the last year. Wade on his last right. year. Rose has a one-year deal. Year. Isaiah has a one-year deal. Crowder's got it. One so it's year. like, you know, everybody's going to want their money at some point. So when it comes down to the line, who's going to take This might be a lot Roger of confusion. And I also noticed this, too, just on a side note. I was watching the other night, the Cavs, they picked up a win. Against some team, I forgive me. Once again, it was earlier this week, Wednesday, or Tuesday or Wednesday, and they were doing their post game handshakes as they normally do. Right. And LeBron and Wade did they? They've been doing it for seven years. And Wade gave uh, Kevin Love just the generic, generic handshake. handshake, and Love looked kind of like, you know, and he shook his hand, but then he 
did his handshake with LeBron, I was like, it's going to be some tension with these, you know, like, <laughs> JR is already feeling some type of way, you know, like, these, these players know their relationship LeBron and, and Wade have, and although they respect that, it's like, Wade wasn't a part of these teams that got us to the finals, you know, a lot of these, JR was there, Kevin yep. Love was there, they played right. instrumental parts into why, you know, these teams have made it to, well, that, that team rather has made it to three straight finals, we know what JR did here in the playoffs a oh. couple years ago against the Hawks, he looked like a whole other human being out there, you know, we, and he, we Single-handedly Single-handedly Two games Like single-handedly Right Came out here And won two games Like who the heck Seen that coming You know So I'm just I'm not I'm not sold on the on the cab. So you don't see Well I guess not Because we just said The DMV won't even make it You don't see a Cavs Wizards Eastern Conference final I don't I don't I don't I don't It's just something as you say, something about the DMV. Something about the DMV. Something, I, don't, I don't even take Washington seriously. I think they're an extremely talented team. I like Scott Brooks. I think he's bringing out the best in John Wall. But I don't I don't know. But what does Scott Brooks do in OKC, though? They only made it to what? One Western Conference No, they final? made it to the finals. They played the they Heat. They made the in finals, fact. right. They, 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 they played the Heat in the finals. But I just don't – I don't – I don't – I think they're one piece away from actually winning a championship. The, the, the reason why they won't do it, they miss Otto Porter. Uh, going to the um, Brooklyn Nets. No, he's safe. He's 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 there. He's a, he's a, mm-hmm. okay. I thought he went to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They they matched the deal. They matched, but okay. he just hasn't he hasn't been playing like that. That's the then thing. Maybe that's why he, he got a hundred million there. dollar deal. Oh, we not man. getting a hundred million dollars stats from that brother. We're not. You know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. so so that's very interesting. I throw the Hornets in the mix. Okay. I, I think Dwight and Kimber are going to form a pretty dope chemistry. I I definitely agree with you as far as the Heat are concerned. I think the yeah. Heat. They're flying under the radar. Hassan Whiteside is one of the Still. best big men in the league, you know, on both sides of the ball. So Top three defensive players of the year. I, I agree. I No argument from me there. I, I totally agree. And if I had to throw a sleeper, sleeper team out there, it probably would end up being the Pistons. It, mm-hmm. it, it would be the Pistons because they have great coaching. And it, and it seems like he has the players that he wants, the Avery Bradleys, you know, the, the people who are going to play defense. Oh, man. Celtics gonna miss him. They are. I agree. <laughs> but I, let me. I'm about to say. I don't know because it had the, the development of Brown and Tatum. If, okay. if one of those two cats can turn into a defensive specialist and give you something on the offensive side of the ball, then it's a win. Because we Avery was limited on the defensive side of the ball. He made a few big shots, but that was almost because teams were testing him. Take that shot. You ain't gonna right. knock that down. You know. Yeah, and then he the, proved them wrong. The intensity that he brings, the lockdown that he can bring, he definitely locks cats down. Huh? <laughs> that they will miss. So who you got in the West? Uh, Outside the, of um, in the West, we know you know the the, the top three. I'll say it, it, as far as being the Warriors, right. the Spurs, and the Rockets. Okay, uh, see, I, I was gonna put them as my fourth team. Only okay, because as, as you mentioned, Harden is already a little more proven. Like he's gotten, he, yeah, he hasn't gotten to the finals yet, but he has gotten his team past the first round. As far as you know, like Westbrook has yet to do that on his own. I know that it was. I know his team was limited, right? And now he has. You know, he got uh, help. Yeah, he has help now. But I still, I, I just, I don't see them being higher than a fourth seed. I, I don't. I don't. Really? I don't. Yeah, you don't, I don't think that they'll all mesh together and figure it out and get in? I think they'll mesh, but I, I think it'll everything. be a situation where we may see like the Warriors win sixty-five to seventy games. We may see the Spurs win somewhere between sixty-five and sixty. The, the Rockets win somewhere between 65 and 60, and the OKC be about 60 to 57. Okay. So, like, you know, it, 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 they won't be far right. off as far. but they, Between one and four, yeah, be separated yeah, yeah, by four exactly, games. Exactly, okay. exactly. So, that's why it, it could flip-flop some, but I, I, I see OKC as being the, the fifth seed right there. 
I think this will actually be the time that we'll we'll see the Trailblazers creep into the playoffs. I think the Trailblazers will find a way to to okay. creep into the playoffs. My sleeper team in the West coming into this year was the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's they, my they, sleeper they, team. They, they yep. haven't done. They haven't been on the defensive side of the ball, what I think they can be with the pieces that are there, and then just having Coach Tibbs, a defensive specialist. Exactly. But uh, preseason, I was predicting the Warriors, Minnesota, Timberwolves, Western Conference Finals. So we'll we'll see how that goes. The addition of Jamal Crawford is it's clutch. It's, it's clutch. I like, mean, you don't a six man of the year. I don't think people understand. A veteran, it, a it veteran just, six man of the year doesn't come around often. Uh, that's like getting the second pick in the draft. I dig that. <laughs> so for them to pick him up to be a veteran to help out the young players to to even understand what Tib is trying to to teach and coach is going to be invaluable. And I want to say T will be a good addition just as far as minutes and resting some of the young players, letting them get a breather, letting them understand how the NBA season is going to take place this year. Uh, definitely got them. The other sleeper team, I'm going to go Pelicans. Ah-ha-ha. Great, I'm going to go great Pelicans. Pick. Uh, that, that, great the pick. best front court in probably the NBA uh, with Boogie Cousins and uh, Anthony Davis. That's and a point guard and Rondo. And they just picked up Josh Smith. And Josh Smith now. And Jameer Nelson. That, all the pieces are there. All the pieces are there. It's just a matter of can Gentry coach them. And I always heart back to in playoff time, talent gets you one or two games. Coaching gets you another one, and then you got to have pure unadulterated luck to win the fourth game. <laughs> so if you got those four things, that's how you win a series. So they're automatically behind eight ball with Gentry. I don't, just don't see him being able to coach uh, in a playoff series. However, the talent, maybe that pure unadulterated luck will get them over the hump. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> We're going to actually jump in and do a live look in at some of the games across the league right now. Now, as we see, the San Antonio Spurs, what's going on with them? It seems two in a row, two losses, two in, a losses row. in a row. The San Antonio Spurs lost tonight 97 to 94, playing against the Indiana Pacers. Now, as we see, Victor Oladipo scored 13 of his 23 points in the fourth quarter, and he also hit the game-winning three-pointer with 10.1 seconds left. So it was a step-back three. That ain't just any three. Are the Pacers for real? Can we? Are we going to see some some noise from the Pacers this year? Yeah, we're going to see some noise. How bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only noise they're going to make. I mean, come on. I mean, nobody expected the Spurs to start off 4-0 out there. Uh, Parker not playing and Kawhi not being healthy. So – to the point we were talking about earlier with other teams, these young guys are getting minutes. Is it Murray that's running the point guard uh, for San Antonio? Mm-hmm, Sorry, mm-hmm. Is that, okay, Murray getting valuable minutes right now, looking like that he's going to be the, the new quote-unquote face of the <laughs> yeah, franchise. Young kid looks uh, good. You got him, Aldridge, and Kawhi now. We always talk about the new big three and everything. That could be the building blocks for years to come. Also across the league in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, we saw the Denver Nuggets go into Brooklyn and leave out with a 124 to 111 win against the Brooklyn Nets. Now we just had an opportunity to see the the Denver Nuggets here, and they they look pretty well. They they're a team that I thought was going to be able to make some noise in the playoffs. I I'm, I think I need to see a little bit more from them 
and was you know before I make a final decision on that. Good to see Millsap come great, back home. Great to see play Millsap. well. Great to see Paul out there tonight. He finished the game with 13 points on five of 14 shooting. Okay, young cat that I like a lot. He got a big deal in Moody the off season. Well, I, I like Moody. Yeah, he's okay. Pretty, he, he's okay. My my favorite uh, guard on this team actually is Jamal Murray, the cat out of okay. Kentucky. Yeah, he, uh, he showed out last year in the rookie game, but he finished the game with 26 points. Going eight for fourteen from the field, also finishing with five assists. We're gonna look out for him, Nikolai Jokic. I think that man is bad. Big man that can pass the ball. He can. He has wonderful foot movement in he the paint. He has more than just a euro step. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> he he had a good game tonight as well. He finished the game. Uh, he finished the game with twenty one points and fourteen rebounds. He shot the night nine for sixteen. So it was a pretty good night How for did him Mason tonight. Mason Plumley come in over the week. Uh, Last home game and just show out. Like that. <laughs> he had to go, his his brother was on the other team, so he, he he's like he not getting on the court, uh, but I'ma still I'ma show out. Yeah, I'm them. talking about all do players. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> then right up the road, right up I-85 in Charlotte, the White and Kimba Walker, excuse me, picked up a big 120 to 113 win against the Orlando Magic. The Magic have looked very good so far to start off the season. They have a few big wins under their belt. Eric Gordon seems like he's beginning to come into his own as a star out there for Orlando. Kimba Walker was the star of the night, though, finishing the okay. game with 34 points and 10 assists. Do Kimba and Dwight, as, as I mentioned, they may be a sleeper team to make the playoffs. Do you think they have what it takes to be a great one-two punch out there in Bud Definitely. City? Definitely, because Dwight, for whatever reason, him and Dennis didn't get on the same page uh, here in Atlanta. And it's kind of hard to do when you only got one year and you kind of know you only have one year. When things break down, you don't trust that, okay, let's get this figured out. Because in the back of your mind, you know this person only has one year. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a sad reality. But if I know you're leaving... I'm not going to put my all into trying to figure this thing out and make I it work. That. So with Dwight being there and Charlotte probably being home for at least a couple of years, Kimberly will be more intuitive of saying, hey, okay, let's get this thing figured out. We, the pick and roll, pick and pop, both of these will work good for both you and myself. And Dwight can go back to being a rim protector. He's doing that so far this year. I believe in every game this year he's had over – 10 rebounds, but I mean, it's been something. I mean, his numbers are staggering. I, he may even be over 15 rebounds. He's been having 26 rebound nights, and he's, he's going back to the magic going back days. to the magic day. And I was frustrated, which is what everybody wanted here. Wanted here. I, I was, I was, I, 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 I mean, I'm not a genius, he said, yeah. but I, 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 for the life of me, I couldn't understand what what was going on. When the white seemed to be a force when he was out there for the Hawks, you know, when they were when they were doing pick and rolls and right. when he. He was a force. We saw the difference he made in the playoffs when he was he actually on the floor. So I would. What was the key word? When he was on, on the, the floor. floor. When he was on the floor. So how do you not have him in the end of the game? I'm not saying on that, but how do you not put him and insert him in the end of the games in the last four to five minutes when you know all a certain team is going to do is drive to the basket? And, well, because they don't that, have his fault great shooters. Because he's not a great shooter. It's, it's almost like you win some, you lose some. You want him out there for his defensive prowess. But then if Cass get into the hack of the white mode, he's an offensive liability because you know get it. that he's not going to make two foul shots. You know, you uh, granted, granted. But I, I'd rather suffer that way and have him out there to get rebounds and at least be a distraction because I got enough shooters, you know, I can compensate for that. But what do I know? I'm not a coach. <laughs> 
Also in the NBA tonight, the Sacramento Kings, they fell to a record of 1-5 and five mm. after they lost tonight to the now 4-2 and two. Washington Wizards, who we mentioned a moment ago, 110-83. to 83. Now it says Washington led by as many as 37 points, and they never trailed throughout the game. 37? 37 points, and they never trailed throughout the game. John Wall, mm. in 26 minutes of action, finished with 19 points. He also finished with 9 assists. Okay. 19 and 9. That's a quiet. Uh, gentlemen, night. we were just talking about Otto Porter. He finished the night with 16 points, five rebounds, and an assist. He's the key to them if they ever gonna make it to East Con Finals, is Porter. He's he's the quote unquote missing link. Bradley Bill, their other sharp shooting guard, he finished the game with 15 points on 6 for 11 shooting. So I, I agree with you. You know who the big two is in Wall and Bill. They have to have a third player right. step up. And I mean, Otto Porter, you have the talent and the potential, and now you have the paycheck. So it's like you have to. And find, he plays good defense. You got to too. find a way. I, yeah, I, I agree. He's he, he's a. I don't want to call him a Bruce Bowen, but that is kind no, of no, who but he, he reminds yeah. me of sometimes on on the defensive end. So I I, I agree with you there a hundred percent. And then there are a few games that are actually taking place right now. We see the New York Knicks winning an 11 Have they won a game league. this year? Uh, I'm just yeah, kidding. They are. They're one and three. The Knicks are one and three <laughs> right now. Porzingis, he's been looking pretty well as well. He's he's the, he's the, Him and Patrick Ewing are the only two Knicks to have at least 100 points and 30 rebounds in their first four games. Now, I mean, those stats haven't equaled up okay. to a win, you know, a collective wins for the Knicks. They only have one so far in the young season. But it looks like they're trying to make it two right now. Tim Hardaway Jr., a cat we was kind of talking about, he needs to step his game up 24 points in the first half. So, Timmy might have he oh, might have found his goodness. rhythm. That, 24 that, in the first half. That was the gentleman that I was uh, sorry to see let go. You know the Hawks walk away or he, I him, hated him. Uh, leaving. It seemed like they were developing something out here. With, with, with he was with Timmy. another one that once he got enough playing time, you saw him emerge stepping and become up. a great player. Stepping up, stepping up, and he wasn't afraid. That was the one thing I liked about him. He wasn't afraid to to take a shot, and if he missed two straight, he would still come back and shoot with the same confidence as as if he had made two shots. Yeah, they're looking good right now, the young Knicks are. Tim Hardaway has 24 points deep in the third quarter. Christoph Porzingis has, has 22 points deep into the third quarter. And Enos Cantor already has 10 rebounds. So it appears that the Knicks are looking like they want to get a big win out there tonight. LeBron right now is sitting on 12 points or 5 for 8 shooting. Okay. Kevin Love right now is sitting on 17 points. He's struggling a bit from the field on 5 for 14 shooting. Get in the post, Love. J.R. Smith right, currently has 9 points. And Derrick Rose is back in action tonight. Derrick Rose currently has 11 points. I know he missed the last few games with ankle injuries, so it's good to see him back on the court for the Cavs tonight. And then finally tonight, the game isn't on right now, but later on tonight we'll see the Detroit Pistons as they'll be heading to the Bay to mm. take on Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. I think that'll be a pretty dope matchup right there as well. We'll see how things shape up with that. Let me ask you. I know we there's been a lot of rumors about Eric Bledsoe and where he put can potentially go. Where would you like to see him go? Oh, that's, a, that's a great question, good sir. That is honestly a great question. A part of me wanted to see him go to the Knicks. Just, I okay. felt like uh, I don't know what they would have to give up for him, but I was yeah. thinking 
a big three, I'll say, quote unquote, of Bledsoe, Hardaway, and Porzingis Ooh, could be like scoring. If Hardaway could, could live up to the potential, I believe he had. I think he has all star talent. I'm not going to throw him in the Hall of Fame. I'm not going to. Right, right. But, but all star. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he has all star talent. I, I truly do. You know, being a, a student of the game, he was able to grow up in the NBA life. So the, the bright lights aren't big Very for him. Big, it's oh. not, you know, he, he's been going, his dad being Tim Hardaway Sr., for those who don't know. So he's been around. He's been around the game for some time. He's also played, he went to Michigan. So he played. In the, in the, under the big he lights, knows. big bright lights. I think I think I don't know if the Knicks have a coach, Coach Bud. I think as we, as we mentioned, was grooming him to be to be great. I don't right. know if the Knicks have the coach to get the best potential out of him. But I think that Bledsoe would be a good fit there. Uh, I I heard that they were the the Bucks were trying to get Bledsoe. But but they would have to give up rookie of the year. Give up, yeah, Malcolm. give up Malcolm. Give up Malcolm. You don't, I mean, want, you, you, yeah. you, you don't give up your rookie of the year. That uh, <laughs> that won't. Only work. team that does that is the Sixers, and they gave up Michael Carter Williams, and the only only right. team that and his career has dwindled since that point. The only place that could potentially give up something without letting anything go is the Celtics because they have like twenty million draft yeah, mm-hmm. picks, and I mean, could you imagine uh, a backcourt of? Bledsoe and Kyrie, they just would be too small. It'd be too small, right? Be too small. That only thing. Cause that's his problem now, playing with all the different guards in, in Phoenix. It, Devin Booker's a great young guard, right? But they're both shit. Bledsoe is about five eight, five nine, if that. You know, on a good night, if we're gonna be honest about it, you know. So he's a phenomenal offensive talent, but he could, he couldn't be a defensive liability if if he has to go up against Giannis. It's like, come on, you know. Yeah, he, right. Where would you like to see him go? I wouldn't mind him in San Antonio, but I've seen the Murray step up, so I'm like, no, Pop wouldn't be willing to do that. But originally, my first thought was go to San Antonio to take Tony to be the heir apparent to Tony Parker. I can take that. They can give up uh, Danny Green and some picks and, or some something picks. and shift Murray to the two guard. Yeah, um, that's not a bad look right there. I don't know what Cleveland will do with Isaiah Thomas. Like you said, everybody's kind of on a one-year lease, mm-hmm. so to speak. So maybe Cleveland looks to the future of saying, okay, this is going to be our, our point guard going forward. But then they, sure Isaiah would have – you, you think he want to go back to Phoenix? It's possible. I mean – I mean, if you put the right package deal together. I know Le- LeBron was trying to get Bledsoe in the offseason, you know, Isaiah. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I mean, those are just possible places – Obviously, I'll make sure he goes to the East. I wouldn't want him to stay in the West. And if you stayed in the West, there are very few. Everybody's kind of a point guard-driven teams in the West. It's a guard-heavy league. It's a guard-heavy league right right now. So, there ain't too many places he can go in the West. Most of them would have to be in the East. I think he would fit in well with the team you mentioned a moment ago, the Pelicans. They would have to give up something, you know, maybe – shit, they just got Jameer Nelson. So, So, yeah. You know, I'm not quite sure on that, but – it would have to be picks and cash or something like that um, to figure out where where to put him. But that would be a good fit to to go with those two uh, in the front court with Boogie and uh, Anthony Davis. It'll be dope to see. It'll be very <laughs> dope to see. So as we mentioned, our Atlanta Hawks tonight they move on to a record of one and six after mm-hmm. losing to the now four and two Milwaukee Bucks, one eleven to one hundred six. Don, what else do you have coming up this week? I know you have your show tomorrow evening. What got a show have, tomorrow what you got night. Up this week? Uh, pretty much, I'll just. Re- Play this in my head and try and talk about it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, will talk NASCAR um, playoffs are on right now. You got the uh, the contender eight that's going on. 
we'll bring up uh, Major League Baseball World Series and uh, the Houston Astros, if they can uh, go ahead and take care of business at home. Uh, the, the first loss was uh, uh, the other night, yet last night, that first loss in the postseason. We'll see if the Dodgers can uh, take a stronghold of the series. What else do we have tomorrow? Um, NFL, we'll discuss uh, – uh, today's game, congratulations to the Falcons on getting a, a win and <laughs> finally being a team in the AFC East. <laughs> I respect that. And uh, we'll, hey, we'll give some love to the HBCU. Uh, yesterday was the Magic City Classic in Birmingham, the 76th annual. Congratulations to Alabama State and their 21-16 win over A&M. Uh, shout out to T.I. on an amazing uh, post-concert uh, uh, post, uh, after the show. Oh, After the game, they were <laughs> tip put on the show, and we kind of talk about the kneeling that took place by the Texans. Uh, fair, foul, or indifferent. So I like. Make that. sure you tune in tomorrow. I like that. I want to personally once hey, again thank, thank you, you bro. man. Thank Appreciate you we're, we're, we're gonna have to have you here often, hey. man. We're gonna, we're gonna have to have you here often. <laughs> joining us here at the desk. We'll be back on Friday. Our Hawks will be back here Friday once again. Sideline stories will be about an hour and fifteen minutes after every Atlanta Hawks home game. We'll be bringing you recaps of the Hawks game and then a live look across the NBA. And we'll talk about games that are currently taking place in the league. A lot of the games that are taking place now are almost over, so we won't be able to give you the final scores on that. But on Friday night after the Hawks Rockets game, we'll have post game recaps from the Hawks and the Rockets and we'll talk about what's going on with our Atlanta Hawks and keep you up to date with that. Tomorrow make sure you stay tuned in to Live Hip Hop Daily. Tomorrow at 1.15 These Urban Times will be on air. We'll be bringing you the best in music, films, a little bit of sports and more and then later on tomorrow evening it'll be a long slew of shows right here at the Live Hip Hop Daily Studios. I'm your host Terrell Thomas. Thank you very much for tuning in and rocking with us this week. Don, once again, let them know where they can check you out via social media. DNA Sports Talk. You can find Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, website, dnasportstalk.com. And if you need to reach directly, email dnasportstalk at gmail.com. Make Appreciate sure you it. continue to follow me, Eldorado2452. Also, make sure you follow The Stew and The Station, Live Hip Hop Daily. Big ups to our man H, his ex executive producer in the show tonight. Also, big ups to my Thank man H. Danny Digital, behind the scenes making things Danny. happen. Have a blessed week. Peace and blessings. We'll see you Friday.